You're listening to DraftKings Network. Tonight on The Cool Against, we are getting serious because there's protests going on. There's a lot of seriousness going on. And soccer is very, very heavily involved in everything. And we are talking about the RSL owner uh, who's going to be forced to sell the team. That's right. Plus, we get a little bit lighter. We talked to Roy Wood Jr. We talked to him about a lot. We talked about Daily Show. And who's better at FIFA, him or Trevor Noah? Find out that <laughs> and more today on The Cool Against! What's up, guys? Landon Donovan here, and I got to kick it with the Cooligans today. Keep following, keep listening, keep watching. See you guys soon. Yeah, baby! Yes. We got it. We got to get... We got to get the energy high. It is September... It is. Uh, do days and months even matter anymore? Dude, uh, I'm still in those two weeks that they told us to stay inside to, <laughs> to flatten the curve. That's still where my head's at, so I can't wait to see yeah. what March is going to look like. <laughs> We're just like, yeah, you know, in a couple of days this will all be over and we'll be getting back to our normal lives. Yeah, okay. baby, it'll be great. We'll be out. We'll be coughing in each other's mouths. It'll be fine. Just like the old days, okay? Yeah, just like my granddaddy used to do and his granddaddy used to do. Uh, hello, everybody. Welcome uh, to the Cooligans. My name is Christian Polanco. Uh, and I'm Alexis Guerrero. All right. We are your favorite stand-up comedians that host the funniest soccer show on television right here on Fubo TV. That's right. Also happens to be the gulliest show anywhere, but especially here on Fubo TV. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yes, we, we definitely told everybody at Fubo TV, like, hey, hey, we're the gulliest at Fubo TV. All right. <laughs> yeah. So run that. <laughs> no, like, we don't really know what you mean, but what, sure. Exactly. I don't know. Please do you stop eating to... all the snacks. <laughs> <laughs> I handle the app. I don't know exactly what you need yeah. me to do for you. <laughs> I actually uh, just let you into the building. I'm a security guard, so <laughs> feel free to tell them once you get upstairs. <laughs> uh, so, look, uh, hello, everyone. Everybody. Look, I mean, there's so much to discuss today, but we obviously we have a, 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 an exciting show. We have an incredible guest. We're going to be joined by wait. Roy Wood Jr. of The Daily Show. Uh, and yes, you will enjoy it. What he more needs a, to be said? Exactly. I mean, he, he's got what? A bunch of shows on Comedy Central. I mean, he's he, the guy's the best. One of the yeah, best comics so, working today. So exactly. We're huge, huge fans of him. And uh, if you do not know Roy, you will be a huge fan of him after our conversation with him. Uh, so. A couple of things to uh, discuss before we get things going, though, that, you know, the, the, let's let's get some serious stuff out of the way. Last week, uh, a lot happened when not only in, in sports, not only in soccer, uh, but in, in society, in the world. Yeah. In the world. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you know, I, I think it, it started really with um, the, the, the WNBA and the NBA players pretty much deciding that they were not they were going to protest and they were not going to play uh, their their playoff matches, the NBA playoff matches. And we started, with, I believe, with the Milwaukee Bucks. And that set off a, uh, you know, a domino effect of everyone kind of realizing like, hey, after the, the Jacob Blake shooting, mm-hmm. we can't keep going back to life as usual right yeah something needs to be done to sort of let people know the things that are happening outside of sports are affecting everyone especially if you play sports it's it's it doesn't matter what you do we should all be 
We should all be affected somehow. We should all do something to let everyone know this isn't okay. Something as simple as like, I don't even know how you put yourself in the mindset to play a game when something like, you know, especially the video, which is just continuously getting shared. It's so hard to watch, you know, and it's, yeah. it's bombarding everyone's timeline, regardless of what app you're on. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, I was really, I was really excited. Uh, excited is probably the wrong word. I was really proud of the Milwaukee Bucks when they decided not to play. And it seemed like immediately it, it got right into the MLS sphere where yeah. it was like, yeah, they're also not playing. Um, yeah, I mean, there were a bunch of games. That, yeah. So I believe this was Wednesday uh, and uh, there was only one MLS match that happened, which was uh, Orlando uh, and Nashville. And Nashville. And, and that was uh, even that, you know, that put some people off because they were like, why, you know, none of the other matches happened. Uh, you know, the, the players and the teams arrived to whatever stadium and then chose to, just to not play, yeah. uh, which is a really, really powerful statement. And, you know, there's a, been a lot of reasons about why that, that the game happened. You know, they, some people didn't know that there was any protest at all in, in, in the NBA. Uh, uh, so it, it put people at kind of a, a weird spot, but I, I think the, the message was definitely sent uh, to, to the rest of the world, to the rest of the country that like, Hey, you're not going to be able to get the thing, the product that you want. You don't get your entertainment if we don't get to live equally. You know exactly. what I mean? Yeah. And I think that's fair. And I think probably the most important thing to come out of this is, you know, how did this affect rich white guys with coin collections? You know yeah, what I mean? <laughs> Alexis, you took the words out of my mouth. That <laughs> that's was, what honestly, I'm really focused on. As soon as the protest started, I'm like, are we thinking of the rich white guys with the with the expensive coin collections? <laughs> what about the billionaire owners? I mean, I, it almost seems unfair to them, right? <laughs> yes, because RSL, uh, I believe they were playing against LAFC. And, you know, Mark Anthony Kay from LAFC was also someone who's very vocal online, really talking about why all of this is uh, is happening uh why we need to stand up he's tagging uh, he, people too he's tagging he, commissioners yes. and front <laughs> office people he don't care mark anthony k is like nah fam <laughs> like if i have a, if i have something to say i'm gonna let you know and i'm gonna tag yes. you in it so make sure you see it but the owner of uh, RSL went on the on the radio, Del Loy Hansen. Mm-hmm. He went on uh, on a radio station that he owns uh, the next morning and was Can't talking. tell him no. Because right? <laughs> yeah. you'd be like, I don't think this is a oh, good idea. Who's, who's on the who goes? Who's, who's the guest today? Who's on the roll call? Oh, yeah. the, oh, oh, the guy I'm, whose name is on my checks. I guess you got to <laughs> let him ruin his uh, his investment in soccer real quick. And and that's what uh, he went on there and said. Uh, and I'm quoting: He said that he was disappointed, or he uh, that he was he felt disrespected personally, by, personally by the he players. Said personally, like yeah. How do you not have any way of sort of like this is what I think when someone gets into that upper echelon, maybe they just don't sort of relate anymore. Maybe they don't see how things affect the world anymore. They see how it only affects themselves because it is so self-involved, so obviously racist, so obviously dumb to sit there and go, no, well, they're protesting the shooting of a black man who had nothing on him and was stopping a fight. Yeah. And you saw it in point blank range, right? And in the honestly, back. <laughs> huh? in the back. Yeah. And really, I think the most important thing is that I don't get to see the team I own play. You know, once <laughs> <Like laughs> you say that, you realize yeah. you're just not a part of society anymore. Dude. Yeah. Yeah. It's, uh, it, it is not focusing. It, it's really the same thing of like, uh, uh, you know, Trump being upset at, 
protesters or rioters yeah. or looters or and, people taking tests for COVID or never <laughs> and never even asking, well, why are they upset? And yeah. just never, never addressing what it's like. You, there's no real, uh, um, uh, you know, sympathy there. And that it, and that's what pretty much is going on. So after he did that radio uh, uh, interview, um, RSL fans obviously lost their minds. Uh, they, so a lot of them started, season tickets were canceled. Yeah, started sharing it. And they were like, he has to sell the team. And interestingly enough, when I was in Utah and I went to, to hang out with uh, RSL supporters and, and you know, I, I went to the, the RSL show. They did a yeah. uh, like a fan event before uh, the, the season started. And I didn't even know Del Lohan. I didn't know anything about him. But as soon as I got there, I was talking to people for like five minutes. And they were like, our owner fucking sucks. You know, yeah, that yeah. It, it made it. I was like, OK, maybe I should learn about this dude. Apparently he sucks. You Everyone know, hates him. <laughs> <laughs> so now he has to sell the team. Uh, and, it, they, he, you know, he's deciding, quote unquote, deciding to sell the team. But he's essentially forced out. Yeah. Uh, uh, RSL more like you going to sell. What? <laughs> <laughs> wow. I, you know what? Alexis, I think <laughs> might've ruined this program. All right. Uh, okay. We have a couple uh, updates before we bring on our guest, Roy Wood Jr. Uh, one thing you should, uh, if you're watching this or listening to this, go to NYCFC's YouTube channel uh, to, to see a piece uh, called undeniable featuring uh, Christian and Alexis of yeah. the Cooligans. Uh, we know those guys <laughs> <laughs> okay yeah we're fans we heard of them um you know i go uh and make sure i downvote all their videos uh <laughs> no we please um, don't do that hit the like button <laughs> <laughs> we uh, uh did a uh, maybe like a short documentary piece a mini doc on on how the cooligans came to be and it was uh really really well done uh the staff at nycfc put it together uh shout out to tanner tanner smith uh who edited the whole thing together yeah, and, tommy yeah, so, with some great pictures and mark for being there and supporting the whole thing. And also uh, really some great uh, photos of us through our youth. That's right. Right. Uh, and our youth academy days. Right. Youth, Back. The youth comedy academy. You well, know? We were in the U-17s <laughs> for comedy. There's a lot of fart jokes. and I'm still with it. You know? so, uh, so definitely check that out. YouTube.com slash NYCFC. It's, uh, it's really, really cool. And, and we're really, really proud of it. So, um, uh, so a couple other updates. Um, uh, first, Messi, Lionel Messi. We got we. What, what's he up to? Uh, so, as we know, he uh, considers himself to have rescinded his contract with Barcelona. So he hasn't showed up. The court said, "Nah, fam, you wrong about the date on your contract. Like they're still yeah. owed the seven hundred million yeah. euros, which." And just which is yeah. a lot of money. I don't know if you know that. <laughs> I don't got that just uh, sitting in my couch, okay? You know what uh, I mean? That's not a check. You can't put that in a check. There's not enough room where the, where the numbers the little, go. The little box is, yeah, definitely not enough space. Yeah. Uh, the, so th that's kind of the, the issue there. There's a, a disagreement on, he has a, a, a exit kind of uh, clause or whatever that is by a certain date. Right. Like in, right. in, in June or whatever. And, uh, because of, of COVID, COVID and, yeah. and the season was therefore extended, that date is really no longer relevant because the date was the date passed. And he's basically saying, no, it's till the end of the season. And Barca is saying, no, it's, uh, it's at that date. That right. particular date, and the and, court agrees with Barca. Yeah, because there's uh, billions of dollars uh, that yeah. La Liga is the about court's to like, lose. All of a sudden, I'm inspired <laughs> to agree with Barcelona. <laughs> you know, I'm a huge fan of the Spanish legal system. Yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know why, but you leaving seems like it's going to hurt me. 
<laughs> Deloy Hansen also says he feels disrespected by Messi. Personally. I don't I even know why he's weighing in. We, uh, he, he doesn't even speak Spanish. What are you uh, doing? I think he's got a Messi coin at home. <laughs> so uh, we'll see. This is uh, something that we just have to keep an eye on uh, because uh, from day to day, anything can change. And again, the season is starting really, really soon. Looks like he's uh, holding out, though. So it's going to be wild to see what happens. Yeah. Why, I don't know. Barca doesn't want a player that doesn't want to play. Doesn't doesn't make any sense. So, yeah. uh, all right. So, we'll, we'll yeah, we'll keep an eye on it. All right. Uh, so, yes. So, Roy Wood's coming up, Junior. And just a, a reminder, this interview happened before the protests began. Right. So, uh, we so don't ask him about it, which obviously you would expect that we would because it's on the top of the news. Exactly. So, we'll be right back after this with Roy Wood, Jr. Hey, everybody. Thanks so much for listening to the episode. We just want to bring it with a word from one of our sponsors, us and you. That's right. Gully Squad out in full force. Uh, That's right. Uh, out. I mean, you mean in, in full force. We are staying inside. <laughs> we, are, we are outdoors <laughs> spreading this disease. That's what we do. Gully Squad. We cough in everyone's mouths, <laughs> But we, dude. we're spreading gulliness, all right? None, of that, right? none of that COVID nonsense. Nah, dude. We're, we're spreading COVID-69. <laughs> <laughs> okay. That's the fun one. Yeah, dude. You didn't think you'd want it in the beginning, but when you get it, you're like, you know what? It's kind of fun. So, yes, uh, shout out to, 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 to Gully Squad. And, uh, yeah, for people who help uh, support the show, help us uh, put out more content. We've been doing a lot more stuff, especially uh, on uh, live streaming. Uh, they've been a part of it as well. We've been doing stuff on Twitch. It's been really, really fun. Uh, even though, yeah, we're stuck at home, we're, we can still uh, do some fun stuff and, and give, you know, whether it's a exclusive content a dope slack channel uh we're, we're still uh putting out great work uh and then that's all because of gully squad absolutely and they they support us and we want to we want to make sure that that's uh we give them back some cool content and also we want to make sure we find other people that want to come hang out in this slack channel because so far it is pretty lit it's all it's pretty awesome exactly so if you want to join gully squad all you got to do is go to soccercooligans.com and click on the join gully squad button is right there on the menu it's at the top it is at the bottom uh very visible easy to find and it's uh it's a great community and there's also uh great perks obviously we you know the gully squad was invited to our birthday party and how, how lit was that i mean they got to they got to hang out with who are some of the folks they got to hang out with, Alexis? I mean, it was a wild time. That I'm <laughs> kind of forgetting that because I drank so heavily. But we had Sal Volcano of the Impractical Jokers come through. Yeah, that's right. Okay. We, we that's have, right. The Impractical Jokers. We had Alexi Lalas come through, who some say is a kind of a clown. Right? Yeah. See? <laughs> so, <laughs> he's, he's a less practical joker. Uh, he's uh, He also serenaded us, yeah. right, with a guitar. Ellie Menjum of Derby Days like, and Copa 90 fame. Yeah. Uh, Martin. Zach Valentin, Cal Martino, Edson Buttle. Yes. I mean, everybody uh, was there. It was super, super fun. Uh, so, those are some of the cool uh, perks that come with being uh, uh, in Gully Squad. And, and we try to give everybody a really fun and unique experience that you may not be able to get everywhere else if you you know just a casual soccer fan so feel free to join uh again uh you can uh subscribe at what well, like whatever level and whatever you want to give every month uh and there's different uh you know perks for uh, the different levels as well so make sure uh go, again go to soccercoolings.com uh click on the join gully squad button and come aboard toot toot <laughs> Hi, right, baby. We're back on a Cooligans living room FC. And this is, I mean, we've waited for this moment right here. <laughs> very, very I excited. Mean, yeah. <laughs> I, the fact that I get to work with this dude sometimes before COVID was an absolute <laughs> honor. Uh, this guy's got, 
I think last time I counted 37 shows on Comedy Central. Give or take. Uh, yeah. <laughs> at any given point in time. I mean, this dude has got a monopoly on the Comedy Central YouTube channel at this point. Um, and even during COVID, he ain't stopped working. I don't know if that's his choice. I don't know if his lady is like, you better be doing something, you know. Uh, but uh, absolute honor uh, to finally have him on our show. We're bringing comedy and soccer together in the only way we know how. Ladies, ladies and gentlemen, unless you're driving, pull over. And put your hands together for the one, the only, your correspondent from your daily show and all the other shows he does. Ladies and gentlemen, Roy Wood Jr. Hello, hello, <laughs> hello. I'm just happy to still be working at Comedy Central. The way they canceling stuff <laughs> left and right over here. I'm, they, bro, they canceled Tosh and Drunk History on the same day. I said, oh, my oh, God. Okay. But it, I was worried. I thought <laughs> okay. you were going to lose 20% of your shows, you know? <laughs> bro, I called South Park. I said, are y'all okay yeah. over there? <laughs> I, How's like, Kenny doing? What is we going to do? I am, I, am not long, I am not long for this network. I am uh, Roy, yeah, man. man. Television is an ever-changing landscape. I'm just happy to be a part of it. Uh, as, as are we. Uh, Roy Wood Jr., dude, I mean, we are absolutely huge fans. I mean, get, getting to uh, have you on the show is, is an absolute honor. And, absolutely. and you, we wanted to have you on the show because not only because you're a, a hilarious stand-up comedian, uh, and but but you, you're wearing a Houston Dynamo kit, and we... When we started this as a podcast before it became a TV show, we were like, yo, what, com- uh-huh. what comedians are into soccer? And then on top of that, what comedians are into MLS? And then that's when the other the list uh, got real small. The list got much smaller. And then, <laughs> oh, God, and then, very short. And then for the most part, uh, our comedian peers just bullied us for liking soccer at all. Right. So when we saw that you were an MLS <laughs> fan, we were like, yo, what is going on? How did you link up with the Houston Dynamo? I think it's, I'm a black MLS fan. The only thing more rare is probably black anime. In fact, I would even argue I'm more rare than black anime. I think it's so. Because if you go to like part. Comic-Con has like a good, good amount of anime fans that are minority black, people of color. MLS, they're there, but you're like, well, all right. <laughs> when you, you know. <laughs> I like it as well. Well, so I worked on a show last summer, and I met a black dude who was wearing Atlanta United gear. Now, granted, he's from Atlanta, so when when the United started as an expansion franchise, he was just automatically on board. But this dude goes to the games. He yells. like He's, like, he's one of them people that does the – yeah. The hollering and screaming for two hours before the game. I'm not that type of fan. Let me make it perfectly clear. I'm dragging ass in somewhere around right after the anthem. I'm doing my food rounds around the stadium, and I'm nestled in my seat around the 20th minute. Okay, that's just how I run. That's a good routine. I do whenever I get whenever I go to professional sports. I do a food lap first, then you go enjoy yeah, the game. That's right. the exercise you get uh, uh, at, at the sporting event. That works really well in baseball and NFL, but yeah. you know, soccer. You got 90 minutes bro. You can't be taking too much time in the concessions. <laughs> uh, for me, the dynamo just boiled down to, to get to the question. It's just, ge- it's just geography. I'm a boy from Alabama. When the MLS first jumped on, there wasn't a lot of stuff happening down South. Mm-hmm. And so I was like, you know what? I think I like them. And I kind of like, I like the old school. I'm not going to lie. I like that old school Nolan Ryan's Astros yeah, dude. joint, which is <laughs> with this kid. It's kind of like a, you know, an homage to, if you will. So, yeah, that's kind of how I fell into it. I grew up playing soccer, um, didn't play in high school because at the time, you know, I I came out of high school in 96. I'm an old fart. And at the time, there was no 
there was no MLS. There was like in my because every child at 15 thinks you're going to be a professional athlete. Yeah. And I go, well, it's either do this until you become an Olympian or go play baseball. And I was like, you know what? Baseball might be a more better path. Because at the time I was a goalie. I just wanted to be Tony Miola. And even he ended up playing football and punning. <laughs> yeah, yeah. What, what do you play with the Chiefs or the Jets? Some, I don't know. He kicked a ball in the pros. And even then he only lasted like a year or two. Yeah, so, That's yeah. what they do to soccer yeah, players. They're like, can you kick was. far? Come make real big money over here by doing one thing yeah. every half hour. They're like, yeah, they're like, uh, oh, you you want a real job? Uh, we yeah. have an NFL kicking yeah. position. Over who was who was the Aussie rules guy? He was a punter for the Chargers for a while, and he could like legit tackle. Like he could like he could kick because Aussie rules is just Rocco. We only know that because our producer said that in our ear. <laughs> There's no chance in hell we would have known that. Because <laughs> no. like Aussie rules is basically punting after a bad snap, so you're basically already cut out for the NFL. Okay. Yeah, Aussie rules is confusing. the The field is an egg shape. It's a very odd sport. But to give the the fans kind of a little background, I shot a web series uh, with with Roy. I think you directed it, right? Were you not one of the directors as well? Just the writer. No, I didn't direct, but I wrote. I wrote and started. Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, Night Pigeon. It was absolutely fun. Yeah. I got to wear a suit. I got to break somebody's computer monitor. It was a lot of fun. <laughs> uh, and yeah. it was just it was a it was a wild time. And I'm sitting there in a scene that Roy and I are both not in. We're kind of sitting in a different cubicle, and I notice he's wearing a Houston Dynamo jersey. And I'm like, "Is this for your character?" And he's like, "No." And I'm like, "Where did you find this? You been bargain bin shopping?" And he goes, "No, nah, man, I'm a fan." I was like, "What?" And from that moment on, we've been trying to get Roy on this show just because it's like it blows my mind. And I know you as a Southern dude, right? Birmingham, Alabama. Yeah, I don't know if I'm pronouncing yeah. that correctly. Is it Birmingham? Should I? Yeah, yeah, you hit it right. Birmingham, Birmingham. <laughs> uh, but your Wikipedia, Birmingham, Alabama. Your Wikipedia says you were born in New York. What? What? That's true. You're one of us. That's true. <laughs> Bru- no, I didn't stay here long. I, we moved after seven months. My parents separated. And then <laughs> immediately I was born and my mom was like, mm, yeah. I'm going back to the South. We want space. And then by the time they reconciled, my dad was working in Birmingham. Oh, so, okay. you know, I've been in Birmingham since the third grade. So I wouldn't dare come back to New York City as an adult. I'm like, I'm home, y'all. Yeah. What up? Yeah. yeah, with my bacon, egg, and cheese. Yeah. <laughs> Is the Bronx up in this thing? Yeah. Yo, you get off the plane and Tim's like, Brooklyn! Brooklyn! <laughs> what? But yeah, it's fun, though, to see soccer starting to grow down south. You know, we have the Birmingham Legion, who basically is like, you know, a smaller club, but they're siphoning off of, you know, I don't have to tell you guys, American football numbers are starting to go down as parents start to have safety concerns. Yeah. And they're like, no, go play soccer. And so, you know, I like Birmingham. I like the Birmingham Legion. They did a cool thing earlier this year where they did commemorative jerseys uh, with the whole Black Lives Matter. They did a Black Lives Matter kit. Yeah. Like every other team is like, like every other sport is just painting the logo on the field. And the Birmingham Legion is like, no. <laughs> Put a black fist <laughs> on my chest. Yeah. yeah, we might change the name to Birmingham. Mm-hmm. You know? <laughs> That's hilarious. FC. That's hilarious. Mm-hmm. Football club. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. The hum. Yeah. Just call him the hum. Okay. <laughs> but they sold the kits. Um, they, they auctioned off the kits after the game to raise money for the uh, Birmingham Civil Rights Institute. You know, every other museum shut down because of COVID. They ain't making no money. We got to keep these artifacts in a safe place. For so, sure. 
it's cool to not only see soccer happening down south, but to also see, you know, a franchise like the Birmingham Legion connected to the community and the people of Birmingham. And so that's my other squad. That's all I'm going to say. This is my pro squad. And then Birmingham Legion is also who I rock with. I got one of those kits, but it's got a big red diamond T logo. That's their sponsor. And I wore that around New York and some, I was down in the East Village, you know, that's where everybody smoked the weed in New York yeah. down there in the village. That's where all the, the all weed the, shots. All the hippies, yeah. <laughs> the beatniks. Yeah. And some dude walked up to me and was like, yo, I ain't never smoked Red Diamond before. I'm like, it's tea, sir. It's Southern style ice tea. It's not, what, and what, what soccer, what football, Team has a marijuana kit. <laughs> also, you should have sold them Ooh. some of that tea and made a little bit of money. Just it comes in a cool bag, dog. Look at this with a little string and a tag on it. And you know what? You can drink it too, what? bro. You can drink your weed. Oh man, Roy, I, I want to talk real quick because I, I'm good friends with Michelle Wolf, who worked on the Daily Show for for a while. Yes. and she told me that. Uh, Trevor, so Trevor, we, we actually interviewed Trevor real quick at, at a, a charity tournament uh, uh, a couple years ago, maybe like three, four years ago. And uh, but one thing okay. I had heard is that uh, Trevor, uh, I think before he goes on camera to tape the show, he he juggles a soccer ball. Juggles. Yeah. Is that yeah. how consistent is that? Is that his his routine before he get he gets on camera? The same way the football team, you ever seen college football where the team comes out the locker room and they hit the log or whatever stupid trinket yeah. is supposed to give them good yeah. luck before they get blowed out by 40? <laughs> like that's, <laughs> they always run some stupid gator head. And then yeah. That's Trevor's thing. Literally, as you know, the, this is the Daily Show with Trevor Noah. And then Trevor comes walking out. He's just in the back. Yeah, juggling shoulders, all of that <laughs> stuff, man. Like that's that's his culture. It's Trevor is soccer and Formula One racing, and I've tried, and, wow. and not just soccer. Like Trevor is like all of the Euro stuff. Like he's into Bundesliga, he's into you know Premier League, the whole lot. Like, I even think he's watched some La Liga games, just like on a slow day at work. <laughs> like every now and then we have like what's called a dark week where we're in the office and we're writing stories, but we're not on the air. Yeah. Okay. So the show kind of operates at 50% speed. And so that may be a day where you just see a game on in his office or whatever, but you know, the boy's focus. He has every copy of FIFA from 2015 from when he started, okay. none of them open. <laughs> yeah, never it just has them there. Never has the time, <laughs> but he will dish rag you. If you play a minute, I started talking trash and I like FIFA, but the, the thing that's difficult about FIFA as it relates to, say, baseball or even like playing NBA 2K, FIFA, you can have players that are capable of doing stuff that none of the other players can yeah. do. And pretty much every other football, basketball, everyone can do the same thing. You hit this button, that's your option. You hit that button, that's your option. But Trevor could get Neymar and do some backflip, kick, <laughs> heel, over the head, nutmeg. And I'm like, my guy can't do and that. And your Birmingham Legion player ain't, <laughs> yeah. ain't stepping up to the plate. Because <laughs> you know, and you know me, you know me, Alex. Because you know, I, I'm whenever I play video games, I choose the teams that I'm actually a fan uh-huh. of. I don't just play who evenly matches against. No, yeah. you're gonna get Barcelona. That's cool. I'm still getting the Houston Dynamo. <laughs> I know. 
that they had trouble winning this year, <laughs> but it's fine. That's my team. But Jay Prince would have won it. <laughs> and you know, Jay Prince, don't say that man's name on our show. We don't want any smoke. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> they need to Google. People don't know Jay Prince. Google Jay Prince. Uh, let's just say uh, the reason beefs have stopped is because Jay Prince made a phone call in this game. <laughs> yes. um, Jay Prince is but yeah, what, down south record. Mode. What I love is you're kind of showing what generation you're from before video games were on the internet. You know what I mean? Because you could pick the Houston Dynamo and go against Barca and be like, all right, maybe we can make it fun. But now that they're updating, you know, like uh, player skill levels and rankings, you don't yeah. stand a chance. <laughs> in real time, yeah. in real yeah. time, oh, yeah. you can During have a the good game. Yeah. team. And then, yeah, they go, oh, no, they suck now. So you know what? We're going to slide down your overall. And at that point, I'm literally just sending everybody. Like, I got 11 in the box in the first <laughs> half. Like, let's yeah, let's just bring it. Bring the keeper yeah. up. I don't care. It's the only way you're gonna have a shot in this corner in the fourth minute. <laughs> also, <laughs> we we're gonna to score now. We're gonna edit out you saying that talent was working during a dark week. We're gonna edit that off before the head of this network sees this show. <laughs> <laughs> the, the one thing I I, I, you know. I love also like and you have a bit. You're you're a hilarious stand-up comic. Yeah. I'm genuinely one of my favorites. The last time I saw you live was in at, at UCB Hell's Kitchen. This must have been. Three years ago, or you oh, wow. were uh, just running a set or whatever. But the the you yeah. do a, a a great bit about uh, soccer fans, like the comparison between that they're better so- than football fans. Yeah, the NFL fans and yeah. then, and then uh, soccer fans. Soccer fans mean it. Okay, yeah. They, look, they, in general, they, soccer fans. There's mean a lot it. of beef between uh, so, you know soccer supporters who, especially in in, in the U.S., who feel yep. like we're 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 trying to kind of change the culture and be kind of uh, uh, more uh, have a stronger footprint in like the, in the sports culture in America. But NFL fans generally, if you go to an NFL game, it's pretty boring, right? There's yeah. not much going on, and you can go to any pretty much any MLS game, and and it, the state constant might not action, even, yeah. And the stadium might not even be full, but the people are losing their minds in the, in that supporter section. I went to a Seattle Sounders game, and I can send you a picture of this. Seattle Sounders game in Seattle, and it was half of what it was half capacity compared to a Seahawks yeah. game. It's still, and I grew up selling sodas at Alabama football games. It is still the loudest sporting event I've ever attended. Wow. And it was half the capacity of an NFL game. And that was louder. I've gone to a World Series game. I've been to an NHL finals, the Stanley Cup final game. None of it. None of it. Clint Dempsey scored a goal and they chanted his name for the next six minutes. <laughs> like, I'm sorry, that goal happened an hour ago. <laughs> Why are we still cheering for this goal? But just that's what they do. And, you know, I think that, you know, there's a level of excitement. And I do I do understand where NFL fans are coming from in the sense that a lot of American soccer fans are simply emulating what they may see overseas or the franchise may encourage that style of cheering. Right. But that's fine. If people are into it, like the fact that the fact that the Sounders and the Timbers have this rivalry, when, when you really think about how long MLS has been around, like, Wait a minute. Was this fabricated? <laughs> or did you all really hate each other before soccer? Who cares? If somebody from Portland wants to punch somebody from Seattle in the mouth, 
then let's make it an important game. <laughs> let's talk about it in the pregame. You know? <laughs> Correct. And I think that's a good thing. I also think that generationally speaking, you're going to see soccer continue to grow in popularity. It already has. And as children, you gravitate towards the stuff that's on television. And that's the stuff that you want to play and emulate. And I think as soccer continues to have exposure in America, you're going to see the growth. I know the be all end all, you know, at the end of the day, is going to be attracting foreign players from, you know, superior leagues and getting them over here, you know, in the States. Yeah. They, I, yeah. Look, I, I don't think somebody from Portland or Seattle are going to punch each other, but they will throw their iced mocha latte at each other. Or you know a what I mean? pour over <laughs> coffee. That was $12. <laughs> Relax. <laughs> a little, uh, run that back. Play that back. Uh, what was the, the show where you interviewed? Oh, uh, Stand Up Playback. That's where I sit with the OGs at a game, and we watch old clips of them from the 90s, and I make fun of their outfits. Yeah, dude, yeah. Uh, what, the George Wallace one. I couldn't wait for you to bring up that purple suit or that Bro, blue where do you buy purple leather? Where, it was like an 80s staple. Oh, Lord, it was such a train wreck. Such I always assumed it was like the dudes they grew up with had started a clothing shop, and they're like, fine, I'll help you out. I'll wear your clothes on my first special. That's what I assume. But the reason I bring up uh, that show is because uh, you sort of have – uh, a pretty dope career uh, in, in comedy. And you have, I heard the story once of how you started where I heard you, you gave up on school to open for Tommy Davidson, but I heard you sort of like finagled your way. You finessed your way in to a radio station and a competition and sort oh, of yeah, balanced it all lies. out. Here's, here's the advice to any young comic. None of these lies. If it's a lie to advance your career, it's not going to hurt you. Tell it. <laughs> Tell the lie. Because they're all lying to you. And they're going to like ask some people whose shows have been canceled if they weren't promised a renewal. It's all <laughs> lies. I, so the Tommy Davidson story, basically, like back in the day, I would pick up fallout work um, as a comedian. So I was still in college at Florida A&M. And so there was something called a fallout email that would come out every morning to let you know what comedians canceled where. And if you could cover that, get, like cover a shift, basically. Yeah. So you go through the email and go, oh, Charlotte, this weekend, Tommy Davidson. Boom. Yes, please. I would very much love to open for Tommy Davidson. And so it was the week of midterms. And I got to Charlotte and I packed two weeks worth of luggage because I thought, oh, well, Tommy Davidson is going to see me. He's going to love me. And he's going to ask me to come back to L.A. with him because that's how, in my head, that's yeah. how entertainment goes. I've made it by answering an email. Yes, yeah. I will be on the living color soon enough. Yeah. I never met Tommy Davidson the whole weekend until the last night because I went up first, then his opener. And, you know, a guy like Tommy, he's not at the club just hanging out. This is 1998. This is peak Ace Ventura when nature calls. Yeah booty like he's Tommy's hot so yeah. he's walking in and going on stage at the end of the last night on Sunday night Tommy Davidson comes up to me in the green room and he goes didn't see any of your material <laughs> but they said you did good <laughs> keep at it <laughs> and he floated away into his limousine and I'm sitting there on a Greyhound bus riding back to Tallahassee <laughs> with two weeks worth of luggage and I, just, I was like, oh, okay, this is different. And then I got back to campus and found out that I flunked out a course that was only offered in, in the fall, thus delaying my graduation by a year because it was one of my core classes in journalism. But 
but it you seemed made, like a good idea but, at the time. But you made a hundred dollars that weekend. <laughs> yeah, but more importantly, I made an impression on that booker that I was willing to do whatever. Yeah. <laughs> uh, oh, the radio my. thing was more cut was more straightforward. So when I got out of college, I ended up going back home to Birmingham. And so the comedian on the show at the time, uh, Ricky Smiley, who a lot of people know now, syndicated radio host. Yeah. Ricky stepped out of the chair and they were looking for a replacement. So I go up to the radio station. They go, well, we've already auditioned people. Nobody's funny. And I knew at the time the Black Comedy Night in Birmingham, um, the radio station always hosted. So I looked at if I could perform in front of D.L. Hughley on a Friday night, the, the radio DJ will see me and see that I'm funny and hire me. All I have to do now is convince the comedy club to let me open for D.L. Hughley. So I go to the comedy club and I tell Bruce Ayers, uh, the owner of the club, I go, hey man, I just got hired at the radio station. They want me to open for D.L. Hughley. <laughs> and he goes, cool, no problem. I said, see you Friday. Yeah, dude. And so I go back to the radio station. And I say, good news. I just got picked by the comedy club to open for D.L. Hughley. If I'm funny, you have to hire me as an intern. He said, cool. And so on the night, all I had to do was keep the radio host away from Bruce <laughs> so that these two people don't know that I'm playing them. And, and I got on stage, I did my thing. As soon as I walked off stage, the radio DJ Buck Wild, God bless him to this day, he was a man of his word. He said, you did your thing, see you Monday morning. And that began a 15 year career in radio. That's incredible. So, just I, you know, you if you feel like you're good enough, do it, but you have to back it up. Yeah, yeah for sure. And every every one of our fans to the top. Listen, every one of our fans listening is like, now I see why Alexis is friends with Roy because I've been preaching. Look, I'm a kid from Newark. I'm preaching this since day one. If they believe you lie, then it's the truth. You know what I mean? But you got it. You got to back it up. Trump got elected. The only truth that matters is the one that everyone agrees to believe. Yeah, that's, that's the, the world we live in now matters. too. So, I mean, it is what it is. But what yeah. what what do you what do you think? And this is actually one of the questions from uh, our Gully Squad, which is our group. Uh, Peter Carcia, oh, I'm sorry, Adam Mulligan, kind of wants to know like how different is the the comedy world today? You've been in the game since the late '90s, and you're interviewing some of these OGs, so you're seeing comedy from day one to now. I don't think it's ever been different than it has been these last six months. I've, I've found it a struggle to write comedy because it's hard to sort of, first of all, I don't like writing in general, but it's hard to write mm -hmm. because it's, it, you, there really is nowhere to really work it out. Like, how are you, what are you yeah. doing comedy wise? Alexis doesn't I like writing. He, he's going to end up selling a book lying yeah. his way. A hundred percent because <laughs> a, it'll be dictated to into an iPhone. <laughs> I think people have to look at how they are going about, um, how they're going about constructing the jokes because also what are people in the mood for and you know wherever there's pain and anger there's going to be laughs there's going to be something that's a an observation we can all agree on but we're in a 12-hour news cycle stuff is moving so fast like this and this sounds crazy to say before COVID, before the shutdown i had a joke about mass shootings and just observing what I think causes them, ways to prevent them, things like that. And it's crazy to think that right now in this time, if I walked on stage and talked about mass shootings, it would take an audience a second to even register and remember that. The mass part you know, is, the, is the, like, how yeah, are that many because, people in a room? Yeah. But they still, ha <laughs> they still happen. 
<laughs> I, did I they give you a tag? <laughs> yes, you did. But they don't necessarily, it's not at the top of the news cycle. So you almost have to add more preamble to jokes that, that are around topics that people aren't necessarily, you know, at the top of people's minds right now. And, you know, I choose not to perform right now. I canceled all of my dates for the rest of the year. I'm not in a rush to get back on stage, but I am doing a lot of documenting because at the end of the day, comedy is journalism. And when the time is right, I'll deliver my thesis. Right. You know, for now, I'm having fun joking a little bit online and, you know, talking. I'll do some Zoom Q&As and silly stuff like that. But as far as proper stand up comedy, pass not right well now. i took yeah. i took your advice i'm not doing i've done a few shows outdoor shows i'm not doing any jokes from before covid i heard you say that and i was like the guy's right everything we talked about before covid don't matter right now yeah what yeah, can you tind- what can you tind- talk is crazy about? right now Ain't it, folks? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. It, you're in an weird. audience with people that are paranoid to be there they probably have someone that has died or been affected by the condition and if not that maybe they're on the brink of eviction maybe they're unemployed it's a lot of people going through a whole lot of stuff and if your comedy isn't plugging into people's pain or their anger right now i'm not saying that pre-covid jokes will ever be you know maybe post-vaccine maybe it's time to bring back the tinder chuckles but for now i think the best comedy plugs if you go back go back and watch Chappelle's 846 bro that thing had maybe four legitimate jokes in 30 minutes yeah the rest of it was just raw emotion and it's still connected because at the end of the day i think that's what people want right now well, I think I'm trying to reach the, the, the 57% of Republicans that feel that 170,000 deaths are acceptable. Yeah. They, they must be happy at comedy shows. They're chilling. Well, yeah. you know, when the majority of those deaths are black and brown, that 57% doesn't. Uh, that's why they're but happy. That's a conversation for another Working on The Daily Show, uh, even for, honestly, for me, like I've, been, I've submitted a dream, you know, to work on The Daily Show. And then I ended up with a, di- a whole different TV show, right? So <laughs> things worked yeah. out. But one thing, uh, you know, I, I've submitted a bunch of packets for uh, di- different of uh, like the, the, you know, the kind of social commentary comedy shows. And uh, it, it can be draining and exhausting going through the news cycle, trying to find humor through it. How do you get through it psychologically and just uh, and continue to persevere even in the face of like you know obviously very serious political issues racial issues uh how do you continue kind of siphoning uh sifting through that and 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 siphoning something funny from it um you want to help people and so you want to help people know doug stanhope said this he said it's not as much about a career as much as it is about knowing that you're not alone and thinking and feeling the way you feel and to me, I think that hit it right on the nose, just in terms of what this career is and, you know, what the content that we, you know, the content that we provide and, you know, what you're trying to do for people. And at the end of the day, we're still trying to make you laugh. That's the goal. And I'd say the thing that strikes me differently with The Daily Show is that, you know, in the past, you know, the the four people that are familiar with my stand-up before I got on The Daily Show you know, they would say you were funny, but then after we started doing the daily show, people would come up to me and say, thank you, which is such an oddly different type of compliment in a way, you know, and I think those conversations and those moments are something that are, you know, easy to draw from. But, you know, sometimes there's days though, where honestly, there just isn't a joke. There's just 
an opportunity to have shared emotion. When a lot of the unrest happened after the death of Breonna Taylor and George Floyd, we were off air for a pre-scheduled two-week break. At that, Up until that point, we had gone three months straight on air without a single break. And so at that point, Trevor was just like, all right, we got to rest the horses for a minute. But when we came back, the nation was in such a state of unrest. There ain't a joke to be had right now. Yeah. So the only thing we can have at that point is real and raw conversation and emotions. And we did that. And I feel like that's just as therapeutic and helpful as a laugh. It's just a matter of knowing when to play, you know, when to play which weapon, you know, within your tool belt. Yeah. I think it's one of the things that I've I, I heard about comedy when I first started. And it, it really makes sense to us now because we uh, we get emails from fans saying like, yo, you your show helped me through a difficult time and things like that. It feels weird when comedians get a hug. It feels like we should only be getting high fives. <laughs> yeah, and it, that's what just makes more sense to me. It's like when someone is saying thank you, it's just like for what? Like we don't we we understand what we provide, but it doesn't feel like it should provide that. You know, it's like, yeah. I guess we can. We can help if people are listening. But you know, I, sometimes if you, I don't know, sometimes when when somebody says thank you. I, I feel almost like I'm not a real comic. Like, I, that's not the response I should be getting from yeah. you. <laughs> it's a weird thing to, like, come to terms with. I think, I think I'm sorry, my, my child is my child. I mean, that's not good. <laughs> um, I think that as comedians, we have an opportunity to really bring a different perspective to stuff. And that's why when you get into the conversations about free speech and political correctness and blah, 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 I still think that comedians have to be the tip of the sword of change and calling out the BS that's going on in the world. And I don't think that just rests with The Daily Show. I'm happy that this other show is carrying the load because there's so much stuff going on out there and we only have 30, 45 minutes a night to to connect on stuff. So thank God there's a Sam B and a John Oliver and Seth Meyers and Bill Maher and everybody else that's out there trying to at least point out some of the drama and the BS that's going on, you know? Yeah. yeah, dude. It's it, uh, yeah. Even it, it's interesting because the, the soccer community is also we, we've spoke we've spoken about this a lot. The soccer community mm -hmm. is wildly progressive, very liberal. Yeah, there's the it, you know the, it it's all of the sort of the spectrum. Uh, but compared to the other sports, soccer fans are you know we, we talked about Portland and and all the protests that are going on in Portland. Uh, Portland, they right. the 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 Portland police slashed the tires of the soccer fan. Van, bus. yeah, the, the bus. Van. They have yeah. a, they have a van, and the, and, and yeah. it's like you're you're they're getting the the you know you don't want the soccer fans upset with you, okay? Nah, I guess yeah. it, it get they get pretty they get pretty serious. Imagine them chanting yeah. at the cops for ninety minutes straight. <laughs> if you think if if Seattle fans chanted for Clint Dempsey, <laughs> imagine what they gonna say about you. <laughs> Yo, if you really want to turn up these protests, what you need to do is get some of them Eastern European soccer fans and bring them over here and tell them that it's Derby Week and the police got a fire ass. Squat. Yeah. Man. I'm just afraid of what side they'd pick if we go too easy. <laughs> you gotta just fill out this form. And yeah. Let us know. We're gonna have to review some of your tattoos, fam, before we let you in here. Fair points. Fair points. Even, you know, when, when we started a, a show about soccer, I think the initial thought was, uh, you know, we're going to be talking about the games. We're going to be talking about uh, uh, just, you know, tactics or just and Instagram fun, accounts, si silly things players may have done. But the more we're involved, especially in sports, sports and politics, you know, people are like stick to sports or, or I don't want politics in my sport. 
they are inextricably linked. You cannot yeah. separate them. And the people who ask for it to be separated are, 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 are even not being realistic. Yeah. I am still more scared of a sports fan than a political nut. On like, if you if you had to sit me next to somebody on an airplane for a five hour flight, I'd rather sit next to the person that's amped up about politics, whether or not we agree on politics or not. Yeah. Because if you go if you're gonna fight me over who kick a ball better, <laughs> I just don't know. But if you're willing to fight me to the death over policies that you believe will make the country a better place, at least you standing on something that you think will help people other than yourself. When a dude punch you in the mouth for the Yankees, that's for himself. (laughs) But when a dude punch you in the mouth for America, that's for the children. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. This belief in that in that fist. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. All right, another one in the books. Thank you so much, Roy Wood Jr., for joining us of the Daily Show. Just an absolute honor. Just hilarious, dude. We're both huge, huge fans, uh, so we really appreciate it. Thank you. Roy, is there anything you want to let people know before we sign off? No, man, the election's coming up. Register to vote. Mail in that ballot. Mail off to get your ballot. Blah, blah, blah. All that other wokey woke. Blah, blah, blah. Daily (laughs) Show, Comedy (laughs) Central, 11 o'clock. From now till forever. (laughs) Uh, boy thank you again man uh so everybody make sure you follow uh, roy on social media follow at soccer cooligans on all social media channels follow at fubo sports and make sure to subscribe to the fubo sports youtube channel for the full episodes of the program please do that uh thank you again so uh an absolute honor so uh with that said let us end the show the way we normally do so for roy wood jr my name is christian polanco i'm alexis guerreros and together what are we? The, the Cooligans! Cooligans!